So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Megan from Vexed. And we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album, Negative Energy. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Thank you. Um, yeah, really good. Surprisingly good. Like, um, I think being in a band, you always prepare yourself for the worst because internet trolls are the worst but it's actually been really good so um a pleasant surprise and yeah really happy about it because we're incredibly proud of this one hell yeah the fucking album is incredible dude it goes so hard yeah yay thank you so much (laughs) like the what put what what kind of put you guys on my radar was your your press team sending sending over one of your singles and then after that, like I saw a shit ton of people talking about you on Twitter. All of a sudden, I was like, "It's all I like couldn't escape you guys." I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. Oh uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's but it's I'm, all I'm good, grateful. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's mad how that happens. Like when Twitter picks something up and it's just like there constantly. But I never see us on Twitter, if that makes sense. So that's good to know that it was we're out there somewhere. You're, you're floating around there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? So there's quite a lot, to be honest. And like sometimes I feel like people might find it a bit cringe if you're like, oh, yeah, it's a very deep meaning and blah, blah, blah. But the whole like vibe of the album is just negative to be honest it's us just that sort of letting out all the bad stuff that's happened for the past couple of years um if i had to give it a theme i would say it would be sort of grief and the process of grieving um and when you're going through that you know we didn't have any positivity in us at all so instead of putting our positive energy into it we had to put our negative energy into the music because that was the only way that we could write the album so um, that's where the song title came from. And then the uh, artwork, I've been obsessed with like 3D art for quite a while now. It's just, I follow so many Instagrammers that uh, artists that do it. And it's so cool. So I knew I wanted to do like a 3D. And then, um, yeah, the whole dragonfly with the lollipop concept came from um, like the dragonfly is often an animal or insect used to represent grief or the loss of a loved one. And so we use the dragonfly and then the lollipop kind of represents carrying around the grief or uh, the mental health sort of struggles that we carry after we lose a loved one. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, it looks really cute and it's quite a nice picture, but the reality is, is that the dragonfly is stuck to the lollipop. It it can't put it down. Mm -hmm. So it either has to just carry it around with it all the time or ultimately to get off rip its legs off and uh die which is quite dark but (laughs) um (laughs) you know that's that's the meaning i suppose behind the artwork is things aren't always as good as they seem on the surface all right that makes sense um so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album oh it was all over the place like we would meet up once a week to have writing sessions and for a long time i'm talking like almost a year we couldn't get anything done um obviously like I said we were all going through some really difficult times and so trying to find any inspiration where we were like trying to put a positive spin or like a lesson to like what we'd been through or something um 
was pretty much impossible. And so we were spending this sort of year trying to write. Things are terrible, but, you know, this we've learned this lesson from it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We just couldn't do it. Like, life just isn't that simple sometimes. Sometimes it is just crap and you just have to embrace the fact that it's terrible. And uh, after sort of about a year, we scrapped everything that we'd done and uh, just sat down and were honest with each other as like a group of friends and just said, you know, none of us were okay. We're all really struggling. Let's just write about the reality of us not being okay. And as soon as we kind of let go of that, needing to control the positivity narrative, the album was done within three months. It was so fast. Yeah, uh, we did it in three months. So, yeah, it goes to show that when you're when you're sort of um, not hundred percent being authentically yourself, mm-hmm. that's that's the biggest ob- obstacle that you have, you know. So, uh, yeah, that was the writing process. It was a long one, but then when it got to it, not long at all. <laughs> it's just it's crazy how like that that heart to heart conversation that you guys all had just like cracked the entire thing open, and it was just like, well, now the juices are flowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes you don't want to be vulnerable with people because we all like to put a brave face on even people closest to us. You know, you want to try to remain strong for people and pretend you're this tough nut that can take anything. But ultimately, you're just the one that ends up suffering if you do that. So, yeah, it got to that point where we were all individually so exhausted from trying to pretend to be okay that um we were just like oh we can't anymore yeah. this is what's going on things aren't good and yeah then it just came pouring out oh yeah absolutely so it kind of seems like just when you guys kind of cracked it open it turned into almost like a group therapy session kind of definitely yeah. yeah definitely mm-hmm. it was very much the vibe <laughs> <laughs> i love that it's awesome uh, so what song off this album took longs to write and which one is your personal favorite oh that's tricky I think Anti-Fetish was the last one that we sort of tied up um, while recording. Um, That first riff was something completely different when when we first started writing it and we were never really happy with it. It was something really, really boring, to be honest. (laughs) And uh, we, we were just like a couple of like weeks into you know, writing it and, and getting it sort of tracked. And uh, we just kept saying, oh, it's missing something, it's missing something. And it wasn't till like the last week of recording where I'd done all my vocals and we went back to it and we were like, this is just still not good enough. And so I was just like, get that whammy out, like get the the weird noises out. Let's, let's make a better riff. And uh, we came up with the silly wow wow noises and uh we were like oh okay cool yeah that's it we're finally done so i think anti-fetish was the longest one musically um lyrically uh it's not the end was the last one i did because i put it off for a long long time um but overall my favorite one i honestly i don't know i love them all so much which is again very cringe but we're really proud of it so um at the moment, uh, Hope to Die is my favorite one, I, I think. Nice. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, so how did the trackless <laughs> album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, close a bit closer, just shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? It was really difficult trying to get the order. Um, our producer, bless him, he like always gives us suggestions. 
um and then we'll kind of think it through but uh we wanted it to kind of be like chronologically correct but at the same time it needs to flow so um we always like to start on a bang and end on a bang so we were going to end the album on it's not the end and then we were like we don't want to ruin everyone's day like <laughs> we, <laughs> we've got we've got to end it on something heavy so um yeah that's when we uh Sorry, I've got a dog walking in and out the room. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we were like, you know what? Let's just put nepotism in at the end. And uh, yeah, I think we've done a good job. I think it's always really hard because, again, it's always subjective how people like albums to flow. But um, we're really happy with it. I think we did an okay job with that. I think so, Absolutely. too. Yeah, and Thank that you. opener just catches your attention immediately it, oh really it was, yeah it was it was crazy to me because it's not at all what I expected when I clicked into it so you definitely oh, wow. yeah you you hooked me with that one for sure thank you because uh we were a bit worried about how that would go down honestly um because it is quite different to something we've done so that's really cool that's really mm -hmm. cool to know oh, yeah. uh, so you already went into it a little bit earlier but if you want you could go a bit more in depth are you able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record it was everywhere um i just lost a parent and um the other boys had lost members of their like very very close family as well mm -hmm. and i think when you like when you become an adult and then you lose a parent and you realize oh crap i'm i'm alone now like i have to do stuff for myself it's uh it's really scary and like when you're when you have that parent there and you know you can go off and make stupid mistakes and they'll always fix it for you and then suddenly they're gone and you're like ah oh, shit I can't make mistakes anymore I have to I have to adult and yeah. so it was very um isolating and scary and uh just kind of didn't know how to to navigate myself none of us did you know we'd always had those core people in our lives who would say this is what you need to do and this is what you need to say and suddenly it was like oh I, I don't know what to do anymore I don't know what to do with my life I don't know how to tax my car I don't know how to you know do just simple things and uh everything was very very overwhelming um but then again it took that conversation of just us being very honest with each other and saying that none of us were okay to actually make things so much better. Um, because I'm very much the kind of person that always tries to make people laugh and put on a smile and a brave face when people are sad, but I, I just couldn't do it. I, I had a complete emotional breakdown and just was just not myself at all. And so again, just, opening up and telling them I wasn't okay and the boys were like yeah we're not okay either um let's just talk about that it that was just our therapy and uh I think it was the best thing for us to do in in retrospect like we were getting a lot of pressure from our label and from management to get an album done which is fair enough you know um but it seemed impossible so when the second we were just like yeah, we can't do this. Everything sucks and, and we're really struggling. We suddenly could do it. It was really strange. Mm -hmm. um, 
So yeah, Headspace was absolutely awful <laughs> until we were honest with each other. And then we really did find a strength in it for sure. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. Yes. Thank you. But I'm also very proud of you for being able to just flat out say, hey, I'm not doing okay. And kind of opening that conversation with the rest of your bandmates to kind of for everyone to relate to that and be like, yeah, none of us are are thriving right now. Yeah. Because that is a huge step just to admit that you're not doing okay. So I'm very proud of you for that. Um, Thank and you. I'm happy that you all had each other to kind of lean on each other while you're going through that because that is that's very tough. Thank you. And yeah, it's, I'm very lucky that the boys and I are, we're all so close, like stupidly close. It's, it's quite funny. Um, but I'm really proud of them because I know the stigma behind, you know, guys talking about how they feel and yeah. that as well, you know, them opening up and just being like, yeah, we're not okay. Um, Al decided to take our basis, decided to take a step back because he was struggling so much. So yeah he found that he couldn't carry on with the writing. He needed to take a step away from band. And then when he felt like he was okay again, he'd come back. Mm -hmm. So he's back now and he's doing really well. And it's really, really nice to play live shows with him and stuff because he's himself himself again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just that raw honesty. Mm -hmm. It's scary, but as soon as you've done it, it just makes things so much easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should I do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend? I think listen to half of it with your friends and then the second half, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a text from Jay, our guitarist's mum, and she was like, I've just listened to It's Not The End and I cried and then i had another text from another friend and they were like i've just cried and i'm like i'm so sorry i'm ruining everybody's day <laughs> um <laughs> but um no i think just uh just in, just go into it enjoying it you know i think so many people are overly critical of music nowadays like you don't have to try and reinvent the wheel with music in my opinion if you enjoy it you enjoy it and that's what it should just be about you know people overanalyze everything and over um, you know, just inspect every note and every decision you've made. And you're like, oh, did you enjoy it though? Did you have fun listening to it? That's all that matters. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah, completely agree. So <laughs> this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Oh God. Okay. Honest. Mm -hmm. Relentless. Mm -hmm. And heartbreaking i think nice all right uh so in that same train of thought is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album i think just uh the feeling of you're not alone and that can come across as very um like not sincere and it can come across as like a very blanket statement that a lot of people say but i genuinely mean it like the fact that so many people, everybody at some point in their life will lose somebody who's close to them. And in those moments, you feel so alone and you don't know what to do. And I just want people to know that like, what you're going through, it will pass and you're not alone. And there are other people out there who know exactly what you're going through. And um, yeah, just, just a sense of like, not community, but just 
yeah, a sense of togetherness and like a family, I suppose. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are you able to talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album, positive or negative? Ooh. So when we were going into the studio to do vocals, um, I'm really harsh on myself. Like if I don't sound good, I'll be like, right, that's it. I'm stopping for today. I'll come back another day. Like I'm very overly critical, but I think that comes from being a woman in the industry because you have no matter what aspect of it you do, you just get looked at with a magnifying glass. Um, (laughs) yeah, you feel me. (laughs) And so, uh, you just have this like overwhelming sense of I have to get this right. This has to be perfect. And um, this time round, I just went into the studio with a completely different attitude of just, I don't care. I don't care. And uh, I think that for me was a huge breakthrough because first couple of days I did have like a, those moments of, oh my God, it's not going to be good enough. You know, I'm just going to get compared to X, Y, and Z. And then I was like, actually, I just don't care anymore. Let's just do what I like. And um, I think that was so, rev- like, just a huge thing for me, just letting go of what people think. And again, it just created this safe space of just writing music for the sake of writing music and enjoying it and having fun and um, just being authentically myself. And in that way, we just made the best music possible, really, for us anyway. We're really proud of it. Hell yeah. And, you know, you mentioned like being a woman like in metal and just in music in general, you're put under this microscope. So like, are you one that reads the comments and like sees all the bullshit or do you try to stay out of the comment section as much as possible? I stay out of it, to be honest, most of the time. Um, Sometimes I'll see things, um, but I've gotten to the point now where I do find it really funny and like I've gotten a really thick skin now. Like I've had some horrific things said to me, but if I see them, I'll go stalk the person's Facebook profile and screen grab their pictures and send them to the group craft group chat and be like, "Look at this idiot!" You know, and we have a laugh. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Look at this loser. Like, yeah, exactly. Like we don't post it online for other people to see, but you know, if you're if someone's being an ass to you, you have the right to take the mick out of them in your group chat with your friends. <laughs> so. uh yeah, that's what we do. And uh, but honestly, we just have a laugh with it. Um, with this album campaign, like it's been really good. There hasn't been a huge amount of comparison, um, which is nice. But then last night uh, I was reading a review somebody did of the album because I like to read reviews. I think that's always quite interesting to see how other people perceive the, the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, it was quite a good review. And then at the end, it was like for fans of and it listed five different female fronted bands who sound nothing alike and they may as well have just said paramore um ginger evanescence like like completely like just and i was just yeah yeah and i was just like you're like you you had me until then yeah (laughs) you just ruined it like did you even listen to it (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so it's, I think it's always going to happen, but you just, I don't know, you've either got to laugh or you will literally cry. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Oh, God. I am just like, I have the sweetest tooth ever. And also, I just binge eat crappy foods all the time and then wonder why, like, 
my sweatpants don't fit me anymore. So um, <laughs> I would probably pick up multiple things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll always be grabbing a monster energy because I'm a proper Grebo emo. <laughs> and then uh, oh, what would I get? Probably some massive chocolate bar or a packet of chili heat wave Doritos. That would be that sounds scrumptious yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys what would you get i'm uh i'm big on the the dill pickle lays potato chips oh really yeah, yeah they are good yeah. yeah and then um when when it's the correct season a sprite cranberry if not during the summer they put the mountain dew baja blast in in the bottle i go for that too we don't we don't get that over here. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> you gotta come over here, man. We got the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it will clog your arteries yeah. though. It might kill you, but oh, it yeah. tastes good. <laughs> I can smuggle you over some like kinder eggs or Skittles or something. <laughs> yeah, our kinder eggs are just like it's just like two halves and one has yeah. the toy in it and then the other one has just like cream in it because apparently our kids are too dumb to like not eat the, the toy inside of the chocolate egg. I don't know what, what the fuck's wrong with that. Oh, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but mine is probably uh just because it's off the top of my head, I wanna say the fucking protein <laughs> fucking Pop Tarts. I don't know. We spoke to um Andy from Crown the Empire, and ever since mm. he told me about those, I just I need to find them. I so, didn't know they do them. Oh my god. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, is it good? What's the texture like? Are the flavors mm. do they are are they the same as like the regular ones? Like what's up with that? I don't know, it's such a mystery to me. It's funny because over here we have like um, American sweets section in all our shops. Mm-hmm. And so like it's so cool because we'll get like a different rotation of sweets each month. And today I saw the um, s'mores Pop-Tarts. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, that looks so good. I almost bought it, but I didn't. So I was like, I've got to try and be good. I've got to try and not get like, I don't know diabetes before them before i'm 30 so like <laughs> you eat enough of the american food you're on track for that you know oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so on the topic of food if the band was a dish what dish would the band be and why oh god i think we'd have to be something with a bit of an acquired taste um something that everybody like so because we're like female fronted in quotations it would have to be something that like everybody would say Oh, it's exactly the same. It's no different. So probably, let's say, I want to say a pizza, and then, but it would be the toppings that make us different and controversial. I think. Okay. So, I'm not into a pineapple pizza, but I do really like something spicy. Mm. So maybe we're like a, I don't know, a jalapeno pepper pizza, something like that. Okay. You're either gonna love it or hate it. That sounds really good. Sounds good. So, for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So, if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Sorry, say that again. All right. Um, Last meal, you're on death row. Last meal with a drink. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Funnily enough, we talk about this quite a lot. And my answer changes depending on the day, but um, I would probably have something really, really English and have like a roast dinner. So I'd probably have like giant Yorkshire puddings, mashed potato, roast potatoes, carrots, gravy, all that good stuff. 
and then probably just a cup of tea. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Very English and boring, but yeah, you can't really go wrong. What about you guys? Um, big bowl of spaghetti, and once again a sprite cranberry. Bro, oh. sponsored by sprite cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine. Damn, I've been eating a lot of good food recently. I don't know. I'd probably ask my mom to make uh like some uh pastelillos, um, which is like it's an empanada with a. Uh, uh ground turkey and like uh oh my god potato and uh olives in it um usually oh. served with like a side of like rice and stuff scrumptious absolutely delicious and then with that I'd yeah probably, i don't know I, I really like water now so water is that's what I good <laughs> cool. i wish i was like that oh my god dude i'm trying this is like the first time in like three months that i've been like yeah i think i want some water today <laughs> she's got the fucking one of those big obnoxious fucking water bottles and she'll like oh, pull yeah. it out oh, from like, she can't even fit on her fucking desk it's on the floor it's so goddamn big she carries a lake around with her <laughs> i do i do and it's like every time i pull it out in like an interview i almost like fucking cry because i can see his face change <laughs> like, oh god i need to i need to do that because like me and willem our drummer we live together we are together and he was like he said to me the other day he was like can you remember the last time you had a drink of water and i was like oh my god no and i was like i think it's been three days and he was like guess how long it's been for me and i was like i don't want like is it gonna make me annoyed and he was like two weeks <gasps> two weeks he's been living off fizzy drinks like, oh my god isn't it like isn't it like th- three days without water and like yeah. seven days without food you can live or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. but like the human body can't survive without liquids for three days mm-hmm. so like like with water yeah so like how he's still walking around i don't know it doesn't have <laughs> just like a ma- like if i don't drink water for like two hours i get like the worst headache of my entire life so Same. how his head's not rocking is yeah. beyond me i know I know. I I made him drink water, so he's okay. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh, hmm. So I used to when I was growing up, I was obsessed with like this uh, series of books called The Infernal Devices, like and the Mortal Instruments. They made it into a film, but it was terrible. It was like the worst. You know, like when like when Harry Potter became films and stuff like that, it, it was good. So like it was a win for everybody who loved the books. But yeah. when the Mortal Instruments came out as a film, it, it ruined it. They did the first one and they were like, this is terrible. We're not doing any more. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do love those books. So I'd probably go into that universe because it's like angels and demons and all that sort of like cringy but great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like I'd love to have some like magic powers for the day and fight demons. That would be fun. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Um so <laughs> I have thought of asking last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Black. <laughs> we'll take Perfect. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Also we have um our album negative energy coming out on the 23rd of this month so not long now um so yeah if anybody wants to go listen to a woman talk like scream in your face about how much she hates life i highly recommend it and uh (laughs) just thank you to anybody who does go give it a spin 
we appreciate everybody that does even if you hate it so um thank you and thank you for like wanting to talk to me today it's been really fun of course this is awesome hell yeah uh well thank you for now it's been uh, megan from vex and we have been the good noise podcast